turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about what happens when a pagan king comes face to face with the living God. Life can change in an instant. And there are times that life goes well, but there are times that we have reverses in life. Nebuchadnezzar thought everything was going well in his life. His life was flourishing. But in an instant, Nebuchadnezzar's life changed. And in that change, in that crisis of life, he was drawn to God. Proverbs is filled with wise sayings that offer us the viewpoint of the one who is really in charge. Uh, For example, in Proverbs 16, 9, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. You know, the good news is that God is in the business of changing our plans to his plans, guiding us to something better than what we'd hoped for. The difference between us and God is that he sees everything from an eternal perspective. So maybe there's uh, more than meets the eye whenever our plans suddenly change. More on that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher is Pastor Mark Finley. Uh, Mark has years of ministry experience as a pastor, author, and television and radio speaker, and serves as the associate director of Hope Lives 365. Today, Pastor Mark is beginning a three-part message uh, in the series on sealing the secrets of Daniel. And this message is focusing on the impossible deliverance, about how God uses extraordinary means to reach the hearts of people. And we're reminded again of God's holiness and his grace and guidance for us mortals. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. A number of years ago, Peter was a young man. He was walking through the fields of Scotland. He had stayed at a friend's house for many, many hours and played with that friend all day. Peter was in his teens, 15, 16 years old. It was dark at night. The sun had set, and he was walking through the heather fields in Scotland. He couldn't see anything. It was inky black in front of him. And as he was taking a step, he heard a voice, and that voice said, Peter, Peter. He fell to his knees, put his hands before him. He felt as if God had tapped him on the shoulders. As he reached out, there was nothing before him. His eyes gradually adapt to the darkness, and he looked straight down a hundred feet down a sheer cliff. He had walked off the path. Another step, he would have stepped over the cliff and plunged to his death. There on all fours, he thanked God for saving his life, And later in his life, when Peter Marshall became the chaplain for the United States Senate after immigrating to America, he called that experience God's tap on my shoulder. God's tap on my shoulder. 
as we go out through life, there are times that God taps us on the shoulder. There are times that God stops us in our tracks. God moves in very powerful, very unusual ways. We're going to read the story in Daniel chapter 4, and if you have your Bible, I'm inviting you to turn there to Daniel chapter 4. We're to read the story of God tapping a heathen king on his shoulder. In Daniel chapter 4, we have the only chapter in the book of Daniel that is not written by Daniel. The entire book of Daniel is written by Daniel. But Daniel chapter 4 is not written by Daniel. Daniel chapter 4 is written by King Nebuchadnezzar. This is the only chapter in the Bible written by a heathen king. And it's as if Nebuchadnezzar says, wait, Daniel, I need to tell my story. Wait, Daniel, I have something to say. Wait, Daniel, I want to give you my testimony. Daniel chapter 4 is one of the most amazing chapters in all the Bible because it's the story of a heathen king who was converted to Christ. It is a very unlikely conversion. You would not expect Nebuchadnezzar, a heathen king, to want to give a testimony. We read in Daniel chapter 4, verse 1. Do you have your Bible there? We can read it as well from the screen. Let's read it together. Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. Now this is a very strange thing. Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon, that attacked in 605 BC Jerusalem and overthrew it, that attacked again in 596 B.C. and destroyed the city, that burned the city to the ground. Nebuchadnezzar was one of the most warlike, one of the most bloodthirsty, one of the most ruthless rulers. But yet he says, peace be multiplied unto you. It almost sounds like the Apostle Paul when he starts the epistles of Galatians, Ephesians, and Colossians, when Paul says, grace and mercy be and peace be multiplied unto you. What is it that changed Nebuchadnezzar? What is it that took him from a man of war to a man of peace? What is it that took him from an angry, bitter, resentful man that was bloodthirsty to one who had his life totally changed? Nebuchadnezzar says to you and to me, to all generations in the future, this heathen king, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. Nebuchadnezzar says, I thought it was good to tell you my story. He's saying, I want to speak to you. And 2,500 years later, the book of Daniel is still speaking to us. 2,500 years later, the words of a heathen king speak to this generation. And they speak with meaning and purpose and direction. Now, if God can transform a heathen king, there's hope for us. If God can reach down and touch the life of somebody like Nebuchadnezzar, if he can touch the life of a heathen king, if he can change that man. You know, I've had people come to my meetings and they've said to me, Pastor Mark, is there any hope for me? You really don't know my background. You don't know my past. You don't know what I've been involved in. About two weeks ago, I was speaking in Lisbon, Portugal. Immediately after the meeting, a young woman, a teenager, came up. She wasn't dressed, obviously, for a religious meeting. She was dressed as if she were going to a nightclub or a dance. And she came up, took my arm, and said to me, Pastor Mark, I've had no interest in religion at all. No interest in, in the things of God. I, I, I've been out drinking and using drugs and a variety of other things. 
But I came here today, somebody invited me. As you spoke, something touched my heart. As you spoke, there was a stirring in my soul. As you spoke, I sensed that Christ was real. Can you tell me more about Jesus? If God can touch a heathen king, I don't know what your background is. I don't know what your past two years of your life were, three years or five years or ten years. I don't know what your thinking is. You may have come from a Christian background and be a solidly committed Christian. Or you may have just come in tonight and you may look over your past and say, I wish things in my life could be different. Here's the incredible good news for you and me. Wherever we are on the journey of faith, God takes us right there. The only place to begin is where you are because there's no other place to begin. And God takes us where we are. And if God can do amazing things in the life of a heathen king, he can do some amazing things in our lives as well. Pastor Mark Finley on the wondrous things that God can do in our lives, sometimes with just a tap on the shoulder to get our attention. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Stepping out in faith uh, does require a bit of hope, even when things look bleak. And the source of hope, of course, is beyond this world. And that's the theme of a small booklet from Pastor Mark Holland here at Hope Lives 365. It's titled Hope for a Helpless Planet. Everywhere we're turning these days, the world is hurting. There's, of course, the wars and disease plenty, uh, political upheaval and many changes, an economy severely hurt by a pandemic crisis. The planet of ours is filled with people desperate for hope. But the good news is that Jesus has promised to return to us to bring us to where he is. And in Chris Holland's book, Hope for a Helpless Planet, he shares the promise of the Lord's return and how we can be ready to meet him. Ask for your copy in return for your contribution of any size. Hope for a Helpless Planet. That's the title. Ask for it when you call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or you can also order it at the website and make your donation there at hopelives365.com. A quick reminder, too, that while you're online, remember that Mark's presentation, Mark Fenley's message today, and its entirety are available to listen to online, and for a nominal fee, you can even download the audio file there. Look for the title, The Impossible Deliverance. Uh, Check the archives there at hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Coming up, Pastor Mark shares how it was that the most powerful king on earth, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, became aware that kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but the kingdom of God rules over all. When the sun rose that morning, Nebuchadnezzar had no idea that that day his whole life would be changed. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. A little later, I'll have some details about a commentary that you'll want to have from Pastor Mark Findlay that looks at both the books of Daniel and Revelation. Stay with us for more about that. Right now, Pastor Mark is explaining how everything in life can change for us in an instant, something that was demonstrated by the ancient pagan Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar in a story in the prophetic book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. 
King Nebuchadnezzar says, how great are his signs. Listen to his testimony. How mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. It's like Nebuchadnezzar is saying, kingdoms rise and fall. Kingdoms come on the scene and go off the scene. Kings rise and fall. But the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ reigns forever. And it's as if Nebuchadnezzar comes to the knowledge, he comes to the awareness that the kingdom of God will last forever, that it will triumph. He says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, in flourishing in my palace. Now here's the amazing thing. When the sun rose that morning, Nebuchadnezzar had no idea that that day his whole life would be changed. It's amazing how life goes on. And one day we wake up in the morning and our whole life is changed. Life can change in an instant. You're at home at night waiting for your wife to come home from work and there's a phone call from the police that she's been in an accident and she's a paraplegic for the rest of her life. Life can change in an instant. You go to work one day and your boss tells you that the company is not done well and you're laid off and you can't pay the mortgage, can't pay the car payment. Life changes in an instant. You go to one doctor's appointment to your dermatologist. You think it's a very ordinary appointment. And he says, you know, that mole is, uh, looks a little strange to me. The contours on the mole are uh, not even, not symmetrical. The mole is not a, uh, a pretty color. The mole is changing colors. You know, I need a biopsy. He biopsies it. It comes back and it's malignant. You know, your life can change in an instant. Nebuchadnezzar thought everything was going well in his life. His life was flourishing. But in an instant, Nebuchadnezzar's life changed. And in that change, in that crisis of life, he was drawn to God. And there are times that life goes well, but there are times that we have reverses in life. And in those times, at times God uses the reverses to draw us closer and still closer to him. And so Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, I saw a dream which made me afraid. The thoughts on my head and the visions of my head troubled me. So Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. We read about the dream in Daniel chapter 2. We saw the great image in Daniel chapter 3. Therefore I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Wait a minute, King Nebuchadnezzar. Hold it here. Didn't you quiz those guys before? Nebuchadnezzar, let's get with it here. They let you down in chapter 2. They're certainly going to let you down in chapter 4. Then Nebuchadnezzar says, then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, remember who they were? The magicians were the ones that would take calves' livers and they would cut the liver of a calf and look at the design and try to figure out the future. The astrologers would try to see patterns in the stars. The Chaldeans were the educated elite. They were the PhDs of the country. The soothsayers were those that were, we would call them necromancers. They try to communicate with the dead. And he says, I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me the interpretation. What's the difference between what happened in chapter 2 and what happens in chapter 4? What's the difference? Yeah, in chapter 2, he did not tell them the dream. He said, tell me the dream and tell me its interpretation. Now he cuts them a little slack this time. He said, all right, guys, you know, you guys failed in chapter 2. I don't want to embarrass you anymore. All right, guys, I'm going to cut you a little slack here. 
I'll tell you the dream, you tell me what it means. So he tells them the dream, and they still can't tell him the interpretation. Then the Bible says in Daniel chapter 4, verse 8, do you see it in the scripture there? Daniel chapter 4, we're looking there at verse 8. He says, but at the last, Daniel came before me. At the last, Daniel came. How foolish we are sometimes. We try all of our human solutions to solve our problems. And we come to the end of our rope. We say, all right, God, now please help me. All right, God, please help me. I've tried on my own. I've tried to solve this thing. At the last, Daniel came in before him. Wouldn't it have been much wiser for him to call Daniel in at the first rather than at the last? And isn't it much wiser for us when we face the challenges of our lives not to get all bent out of shape, not to all feel all anxious and nervous and tense, but to say, God, I know you can solve this problem. God, I know you can solve it. God, I'm putting this problem in your hands. The Bible says these were the visions of my head. So this is Nebuchadnezzar telling his story. Well, on my bed, I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was very great. We're looking in the 10th verse. He's telling us what he saw in the vision. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens and it could be seen at the ends of the earth. So he said, I saw this tree and the tree kept growing and growing and growing. And the tree was so incredibly large that its height reached to the heavens, it branches to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in the branches, and all the flesh was fed from it. Now, do you picture this dream in your mind? I want you to visualize it. The king goes to sleep one night, and he has a dream. And in that dream, he sees a tree that is small at first, but it begins to grow. The tree grows so large that its arms spread over the earth, and the tree is so high that it's high to the heavens. The birds of the air fly from every direction, north, south, and east, and west, and they are in the branches of the tree. The animals from around the, throughout the fields come, and throughout the earth, and they eat from that tree. The tree is this incredibly large tree. It seems to nurture the whole earth. Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, this is what I saw. I saw in visions of my head while on my bed. Then he said there was a watcher, a holy one, that's an angel, coming down from heaven. What does he do? He cried aloud and said, thus chop down the tree, cut off its branches. Now by now, Nebuchadnezzar is a little nervous. He sees this tree. He doesn't understand what it means. He sees an angel come down from heaven with a mighty sharp axe, and he chops down the tree. Then the Bible says, nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze. So the tree is cut down, but there's a stump left. And there's a band around that stump. And what does the band consist of? Iron and bronze. Nebuchadnezzar goes on. There's a voice. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast. Let seven times pass over him. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the holy ones. Next verse. In order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he will. So here's the vision. There's a tree. 
grows large, has much fruit. The beasts of the field eat of the tree. A holy angel comes down, chops down the tree. There's a stump left with a band of iron and brass. The purpose of the dream is to reveal to all the world that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Now, if you saw that dream and you had just described the dream and you were Nebuchadnezzar to Daniel, what would you expect from Daniel next? What would you want? You'd want what? The interpretation of the dream. Pastor Mark Findlay on how Nebuchadnezzar, rather than going first to the prophet who provided uh, the God of Israel's interpretation of his first dream, called on Daniel last in his desperate attempt to learn the meaning of his second dream. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Mark Finley is back in a few moments, but first I have some information to share with you uh, about how you can take part in the study of Daniel even further uh, with a resource that we're offering in return for your significant contribution to Hope Lives 365. Now, I'm talking about Pastor Mark Finley's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation, a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books, drawn from four decades of Pastor Mark's study of God's Word. Now, every chapter focuses on the living Christ and his ability to change lives. Although the world may seem out of control, uh, prophecy reveals a God who is still in control. And Pastor Mark's book contains the secrets to unlock these ancient predictions. In return for your generous contribution of $50 or more, please request your copy of this thought-provoking study, Understanding Daniel and Revelation from Pastor Mark Finley. Get in touch today, please. You can order it online and make your contribution there at hopelives365.com. Or you can donate and request it when you call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. Also, please, would you take your uh, pen and paper in hand and let us know how these messages in Daniel are helping you. Write to us today at Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And remember, too, if you missed any portion of today's lesson or would like to hear it in its entirety, both the upcoming messages, too, you can visit the website, hopelives365.com, and search for the title in the archives there, The Impossible Deliverance. We have a God that knows the future. I may not know my future, but God knows the future, and I can trust Him. He's there to guide us and direct us. In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program on Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365. And a final word today from Pastor Mark Finley about the promise Jesus made to Nicodemus and to all of us. Here's Mark Findlay. Now, there are those people that say Bible prophecy is so confusing with its mystic symbols that nobody can understand it. But look, if God gives the dream, don't you think God wants us to understand what he said? Now, remember the chapters we've studied before. We're looking at each chapter in Daniel and saying, what does this say about God and how can I apply it to my life today? In Daniel chapter 1, Daniel was taken into captivity. He passes his comprehensive exams for the University of Egypt, and he becomes one of the ambassadors 
one of the princes of Babylon, one of the prime ministers and rulers. In Daniel 1, God turns defeat into victory. In Daniel 2, God reveals the future. He reveals the dream. In Daniel 1, we say, whatever defeat I experience in my life, whatever heartache or sorrow, God can turn that defeat into victory. In Daniel 2, we say, we have a God that knows the future. I may not know my future, but God knows the future, and I can trust it. In Daniel chapter 3, God is the redeemer of his people. The fiery furnace burns. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown in. But God leaps into the flames, and there's God in the flames. Whatever flames of life you and I go through, God's there to protect us. He's there to guide us and direct us. But in Daniel chapter 4, God is the ruler of kings. God has every nation in his hands. I think it's good to remind ourselves this world is still in the hands of God. Pastor Mark Findlay closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with the promise this whole world and all of us in it are in God's hands. We can trust him. And do join us next time as Pastor Mark returns with the next edition of the series Unsealing the Secrets of Daniel, looking once again at the impossible deliverance. That's on the next Hope Lives 365.